Welcome to the Proper Lookout Podcast, published by the Statutory Insurance Group of McCabe Kerwood. Our compulsory third-party team is passionate about all things CTP. They have extensive knowledge of the complexities of CTP cases and have seen everything from a heated liability dispute, an alternative blameless accident allegation, a nuanced causation issue, and an economic loss claim with family trusts and an offshore bank account, and even a claim for replacement care for the family budgie. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case, and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Welcome back to the Proper Lookout podcast. My name is Zeb Holmes. I am a solicitor in the statutory insurance team, and today I'm going to talk about some Jedi mind tricks of negotiation. Some of this may just be accepted industry wisdom, but I wanted to look at the science of negotiation and how this may affect our tactics. I think there is a perception that people are either naturally good or bad at negotiations. In researching for this podcast, though, I learned that there are a lot of little tips found in the fields of behavioral economics and psychology that can be used by everyone. This discussion is going to start pretty early, with the concept of misattribution. The brain is very bad at attributing physiological changes to the correct stimuli. A 1974 study, for example, found that you'll be more attracted to a member of the opposite sex if you meet them in the middle of a suspension bridge rather than at the very end. The brain has a hard time distinguishing between the increased heart rate caused by the fear of falling and the heart rate caused by attraction. So it often connects the two. If an opposition solicitor feels a certain way then, this could be misattributed to your opening offer. For example, when the weather is nice and people feel warm, they interpret others as nicer and more competent at their jobs. And this has been shown to result in higher tips for waiters and waitresses, for example. You may artificially create this feeling by giving the other side a coffee or slightly increasing the temperature in the room if you're really tricky. What you can also do is get rid of certain negative misattributions. So you should discuss the bad weather or the traffic or the school holidays before negotiations. If the other person doesn't have any of these common stresses, that's great. But if they do, these questions allow them to attribute negative feelings to the stresses themselves rather than your opening offer. These questions should be asked early on so that you have time to raise their mood again before you start negotiations. This brings me to an important point, that of light schmoozing. Before the negotiation starts, always mention unrelated tidbits about yourself such as interests or hobbies. This makes the other side less aggressive and the negotiation more successful. In a 2002 experiment, Stanford students were asked to negotiate over email. Some went straight to business, exchanging only names and email addresses. Others went off topic, schmoozing about their hometown and their hobbies. The schmoozers settled 59% of the time while the business-only group settled 40% of the time. When it comes to opening offers, anchoring is an important concept. Have you ever noticed that when eating out, 
you will often see one menu item which is much more expensive. The restaurant does not expect you to buy that item. They expect you to buy the second most expensive item, which in comparison will seem like a bargain. This anchoring changes your perception of a reasonable value from rational to relational. In negotiations, it is often best to make the opening offer as all future offers are anchored to that number. The book Negotiating Rationally states that final agreements are more strongly influenced by the first offer than by any subsequent behavior of the parties. A high offer can actually make you reconsider the merits of the claim, putting the positive attributes of the claim into the forefront of your mind. The ability to make an opening offer is somewhat hampered for defendant insurance law firms. As the other side will generally put a hugely inflated schedule of damages to you first. You may dismiss this as ridiculous in your mind, but there's a good chance it will actually change your subsequent negotiations. If they have set a large anchor, they may be stuck with it and be discouraged if you come back with a lower, albeit more reasonable offer. It may be a good decision then to diminish the weight of their anchor first. You may comment that the opening offer is a lot higher than expected, set out the reasons why it is inflated, and mention a ballpark range that is much lower, or before making your counteroffer. They won't change from their opening offer, but unconsciously they will not be so attached to their original anchor figure. So now we come to stalled negotiations and the batna of each party, or the best alternative to a negotiated agreement. We all have a planning fallacy, or a tendency to drastically underestimate the risks of a future task while overestimating the benefits. Almost everyone will say that they are five, 10 minutes drive away when you should know that it takes 15 minutes every time Often negotiators will underestimate the costs of the alternative of litigation, MAS, or CARS because of this optimistic bias. The best way to counter the planning fallacy is by referencing an actual outcome that has occurred in a similar class. So installed negotiations, you can point to a similar matter. Say something like, we were off in negotiations by a few thousand, two years and 20,000 in costs later, we were in the district court. I've just had to deal with a barrister calling me at all hours in the morning with disbursements of a few thousand a day or something like this. You may also place small signposts so that the opposition sister can see the extra work and costs of their BATNA. For this reason, you should have a ready alternative such as a medical appointment or MASFORM 2A which will emphasize the costs of foregoing a negotiated settlement because it's so close in time to that point. I will also make a quick point on nudge theory, which looks at the effects of making certain choices easier or more difficult to make. An example of such a nudge is laying out your gym clothes the night before, which drastically increases your likelihood of exercising in the morning. Now, when you are getting to your final offer, you can represent how difficult the client might be or how hard it's going to be to raise any figure. When you reach your limit for today, you can send a finalized deed for signing rather than leaving open the possibility of getting further instructions until you need to. 
tell the other side how quick the general turnaround in payment is, which will contrast the hardship of the partner you've just laid out. Basically, make it easier for them to settle, and it's more likely they will. Now, finally, as an advisor to major insurers, you have to think long-term. This should influence what we do after a negotiation. So as a quick question, what will make your counterpart happy with the deal they receive? Most people guess that the economic value of the settlement is the strongest factor. However, there is something better, the opposition's perceived performance. After any negotiation, you should complement the other party's negotiating skills. Your counterpart will be more satisfied with the deal and will negotiate less aggressively in the future. Consider a boilerplate post-negotiation email, which would include a settlement summary before the final contract is sent, while complimenting and thanking the other side for their time in negotiations. So anyway, that's all from me. I hope you enjoyed these tricks and tips. Thank you for listening to the Proper Lookout podcast and happy settling. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information on anything discussed, please contact Peter Hunt at peter.hunt at or visit our website to see McCabe Kerwood's full team of specialists.